0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show. If you want to watch the program live, of course, you can also watch on demand and Look for yourself and see that I do have a face for radio, but it is good to be here. Thank you for joining us. You know, I want to talk today about coronavirus. Um, I want to talk specifically about, uh, well, some of the things that are happening. I want to talk about uh, the risk, the increase here in, in cases. Yesterday was, yesterday was the... Um, the most increases in cases, I think, since this started, I think, is what I saw the single highest uh, number of new daily cases. What was the let's see? U.S. shatters single day record for new cases. Eleventh time in the past month that that record was broken. Here's the the latest, according to the New York Times, seventy four thousand plus um, that were. Announced yesterday as being new cases of of, of COVID, um, and that was uh, with other numbers supposedly still still coming in. So um, we're certainly not out of the woods here. And there's some, you know, some debate as to what is causing this, and it's it's interesting to me to watch this. And I and I can't find this now, but yesterday I saw I saw a graph, a chart. And I believe it was put together by Eric Erickson. Um, I've since deleted this from um, you know, one of the things I had pulled up to, to, to talk about. And I can't find it now, so I don't know if I'm searching for it the wrong way. I don't know if it's been pulled. But basically, um, he uses he, he uses the, uh, the coronavirus, you know, the, the number of cases, the graph that shows the cases it peaked in what April maybe late april early may it starts to decrease over time pretty uh, pretty gradually but um you know pretty dramatically too over the pa- over the next month or two and then of course it begins to spike up um here in in july and he points out he puts points on the graph uh, of certain events he shows for example on the graph at least when i saw it yesterday he showed that Coronavirus, uh, you know, when, when protesters actually were protesting the states for their involvement in shutting down their local economies. Remember this, when people were protesting, say, in the state of Michigan? Remember this? The media was all in an uproar. I can't believe that these protesters are in. You know, they're not socially distancing. Uh, they don't have on masks. There's going to be an outbreak of uh, COVID again. They're just, you know, basically pressing their luck, pressing the luck of all of us trying to kill uh, grandma of course these people were really just trying to make sure their businesses survived. So he marks on the the on the on the timeline where that happened that the number of cases continued to decrease. Um, he marked on the timeline again on this chart where the number with uh, businesses began to reopen states began to reopen businesses numbers still continuing to come to come down then he marks there might have been a couple of other things again i can't find this chart this morning then he marks uh the protests the protests and the riots and shortly after that right we're we're told we're told that COVID has a what a like a 10 or 14-day incubation period. And within a couple of weeks, you see it begin to to increase the trajectory upward. But now, of course, we're being told, we're being told that um, research has proven, has proven that COVID cases have not increased here in america do here it is this is in forbes i've seen this other places too headline research determines protests did not cause spike in coronavirus cases tommy beer forbes staff protests against systemic racism held in 300 plus u.s cities following the death of george floyd did not cause a significant increase in coronavirus infections according to a team of economists who have published their paid uh, findings in a 60 page paper released by the National Bureau of Economic Research these somewhat surprising results are supported uh, supported by COVID-19 testing in many populous cities where demonstrations uh, were held and so there are um you know some some points laid out here key facts In the immediate aftermath of Floyd's death, health officials expressed great concern that protesters potentially yelling and shouting in very close proximity would spread the virus, which led to devastating outbreaks. However, research found, quote, no evidence that urban protests reignited COVID-19 case growth during the more than three weeks following protest onset. In fact, they determined that, based on cell phone data, cities which had protests saw an increase in social distancing uh, behavior for the overall population relative to cities that did not. I don't know if that's really what happened. I don't know what their definition of social distancing is. Maybe people said, we don't want to go out because our cities are burned down. Now, I'm, 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 that's not maybe a fair statement because I'm conflating <laughs> the, the riots and the protests. But I'm talking specifically about those places where rioting broke out, which of course was multiple places. Um, and in those places, certainly social distancing would have uh, increased because people didn't want to go outside. They didn't want to see people, they didn't want to put themselves in harm's way. They weren't going to cities that were being attacked, um, you know, boarded up. Indianapolis was attacked and boarded up. Um, I mean, lots of cities. Lots of cities were in much, much, in fact, lots of cities were taken over. Portland is now, um, they're, they're trying to establish something similar to CHOP in Portland. We had Seattle. We had D.C. So people were socially distancing uh, because they didn't want to go to these places. So anyway, um, I mean, it's, it's, I, I read this stuff. And I think, you know, I saw the pictures. We've all seen the pictures, even of the, of the protests. And I'm not, look, people have a right to protest. By the way, people also have the right, the right to gather and to worship and sing and song at church, even though the state of California says no to that. I mean, you ever stop and just look at this. The things that we're being told, we're being told that we cannot, you know, we should avoid large crowds, but yet we're being told here that there's no data to support the idea that the protests that the protests uh, spread coronavirus, so why does going to the beach? So why does going to Walmart? So why does going to school? You know, it's it's just incredible. And then the other thing is, you'll forgive me; they'll forgive me. But the things that they've told us again, we've been through this before. But there's been so much that they've told us is not the case, later to tell us it is the case, later to tell us it's not the case. You can take the the issue of masks seems to be to me the one that's the, the most glaring. You know, at first the idea of wearing a mask people kind of mocked because look, you know, these things are not airtight of course the virus can slip in beside this. Most Americans don't know how to fit a mask properly. There's really uh, nothing you can do to prevent the virus um from you know getting on your face in fact if you wear a mask you're more likely to touch your face when you're adjusting your mask which means you're putting you're touching your nose and mouth area which means you're more likely to transmit the virus from your hands to your face or from your face to someone else that you touch later you've seen this if you've been out in restaurants you've seen this a lot actually the servers are wearing masks and uh, they adjust them about every 45 to 50 seconds, which I don't blame them. I mean, you know, some of these masks that they're given, that's, you know, so you go in, your, your restaurant's allowed to open, you're trying to do these social distancing policies, you're trying to comply with the rules, you're trying to make your customers feel at ease. And so you... Um, you you have your staff put on masks but you can't you can't let them just wear whatever mask they want because you've seen what happens people will come in with a black lives matter mask and if you say hey you can't wear that then you're suddenly on uh, youtube you're in the cancel culture people want to uh, accuse you of being racist and so forth and want to know why you don't think that black lives matter and you're really thinking hey i just wanted to keep my Uh, my customers feeling safe and not uh, as though we're pushing a political message upon them so um so they give them masks i've seen this at one particular restaurant that i've uh, been to i'm not going to mention the restaurant but the masks don't fit properly no one not one person uh, can get this mask to fit properly but it's got it's branded to the to the you know the brand of the restaurant it's something that's provided by the restaurant these things are loose hanging down so they're constantly adjusting them and uh, sometimes some of these folks not all but some use gloves <clears throat> which gloves you're even to me make I think make less sense because you know you're more inclined uh, you know I don't know how long do you wear those gloves you're not cleaning your hands I mean look there's just so many Questions and, and inconsistencies, and then we're being told we're being lectured to by folks. So we're literally being told that it's not it doesn't spread through uh, protests. So apparently, if you gather in the streets of a of an urban area to you know just to gather, forget about what the cause was. And I'm not even criticizing the cause or anything. I'm simply saying they're telling us now that that didn't cause coronavirus spread, but. You know, you got to be careful of, you know, riding in an airplane or going to Walmart or shopping at Kroger or Target or wherever you go. Um, And you have to wear a mask suddenly as well. Something they, they laughed and scoffed at earlier. Now, if you don't wear a mask, you're shamed. In fact, I talked to someone yesterday whose employer does not mandate mask wearing and a customer basically scolded this individual for not wearing a mask. So, I mean, you know, this is, this is all over, all over the place. Um, and we're supposed to trust these folks. We're supposed to trust these folks. You know, we're supposed to just to comply. But I do think, so you have the, the CDC, uh, you know, the, the, the chief of the, the leader of the CDC saying if Americans wore masks for four to six or even eight weeks, that this coronavirus would be, you know, we'd be past it. And I find myself asking the question. I know that there's, you know, protests, people that are fighting back against mandates by cities or even states now uh, to wear masks. I think I saw Colorado is mandating that, you know, everyone wear a mask, I believe is what I what I saw. <clears throat> Some cities are debating harsh punishments. I think I saw one which was at Centennial, Colorado, which is south of I have a buddy that lives over there, just on the south side of Denver. They were looking at I don't know if they passed the passed this or not, but they were talking about a, a year in jail for those who failed to comply. <clears throat> and so you go to other places and you see, you know, no masks. You go to other places and you see all masks. Um again, I just then I find myself asking the question, you know, since the 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 numbers were going down when people really weren't being pushed as hard to wear masks. Now we're being pushed harder, and I'm seeing numbers go up, you know, steeper than they have since you know, outside of New York, steeper steeper than they have ever outside of say the Northeast. So there's just so many so many questions, but you know, I I wonder, and I wonder what you think. CDC says wear a mask for four to six, eight weeks, and this thing's is over. Is that something you would consider doing? Is that just another example of something that they're going to change over the course of time? We're going to get six weeks into this, and masks are going to be part of our daily attire for the rest of our lives. I mean, where does, this, where does this end, and what does this look like? What's the balance between the role of the state and the federal government in protecting the public health? and, you know, properly respecting individual liberty? Is it the business's decision? You know, some people are saying that they wish that uh, states would just say, hey, or cities would say, hey, you're going to wear a mask or that, that takes the burden off of the business. And there's lots of different perspectives on this. But it just seems to me that no matter wh- no matter what the left is involved with, you know, we get research and science and scientists coming out and telling us that you didn't, they didn't see spread during, uh, during the, the protests, but of course now they're blaming you know, states that reopened earlier. Of course, you look at places like Texas and Arizona where we see increases, and there's some uh, folks who point out that there is uh, some of this is tied to border, illegal border crossings. You don't hear about that either. That's being poo-pooed in the media. That can't have anything to do with it because, again— the left is effectively now the Open Borders Party. It just seems that no matter what the position the left takes, we find some group of scientists, and I'm not saying that we did see spikes from, I mean, who knows? I mean, this, and I'm not saying we're, we're being told the truth. I'm just saying what I do know is if they didn't see a spread from protesting in mass in these urban areas, then... Uh, that, then I don't know what we can do. I've I'm not, I'm not been around that many people in that close a proximity with anything that I've done, right? And I'm guessing most of you haven't either, maybe all of you. So if that can't be the way that it spreads, then what is? what are the possible ways that we're going to be uh, – things that we're going to be doing that are going to cause this to spread out of control as well? Anyway, I just find it – it just seems that no matter what the left does – They'll have somebody come out and some study conducted that says, oh, they were, you know, nothing happened. But it's what the conservatives do. They point to the people who protest to reopen the state. They point to the people, uh, the governors, who wanted to reopen their states earlier. And even though we saw, you know, continued drops in coronavirus cases longer, at least flatlining and, and maybe even dropping, the, the the spike didn't come until after the dates it is you know the protests they're blaming anything but that anything but that and it just leads to the further distrust of the messaging that we're receiving mixed messaging inconsistency outright deceit and lying you know it's it's i just think people are, are tired of this they're tired of this we're told one thing we're told that this was 15 days to flatten the curve and here we are months later talking about you know, a whole new set of goals and objectives with coronavirus. So anyway, a little bit more to say about this, but I got to take a break. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Protesting to not spread coronavirus, we're being told. Now, this report has not been peer-reviewed. That's important to uh, to point out. In fact, I'll look at a couple of those. I stopped reading this. Um, I stopped when we got to the point about uh, cities that had protest actually saw an increase in social distancing. That's a little bit deceiving. That's a little bit deceiving because you either had all or nothing, right? You had... You had people that were shoulder to shoulder on the streets of these cities, or you had people that said, "I don't want to go out because of whatever." Where I'm afraid of a riot erupting, I just want to stay home and not get involved in that. Um, or um, you know, I you know the people that decided to protest. So it was it was either people who had physical touch, many not wearing masks, you know, no social distancing, or people said, "Hey, I'm not going to go out." I'm not going to mess with this. Maybe some were afraid of coronavirus. Maybe some were concerned about uh, whether or not there would be a riot that erupted or what have you. But um, so they're saying increased social distancing actually helped these these cities where the protests took place. So I mean, they're half a step away from saying that that's a positive thing. Maybe maybe that's what we should do in these places. They've, I've seen the CDC map where there's. Uh, coronavirus uh, counties where it's emergent and spreading and at uh, epidemic levels around this country um, maybe when there's a spread maybe we should have protests have people gather in the streets so you know violate social distancing requirements of course you have to be protesting for uh, something that's approved by the media and the left. It cannot be for government uh, governors to open businesses or churches again in the state of California, for example. Can't be for that. Can be for something that uh, Joe Biden is for, who, by the way, is running for president. You may not know that because he's not campaigning. Because the uh, we're not apparently doing that anymore in the United States of America. We're focused all uh, focusing all of our efforts on taking out the. Incumbent president, uh, with negative news and uh, incessant attacks on his administration, and letting the other guy sit in his basement all day, um, occasionally popping his head up to say something ridiculous, inaccurate, uh, offensive, uh, maybe sniff somebody's hair in the mix as well. But so maybe we should just have if if there's an outbreak in your particular city, maybe you know, call in, call to your governor's office and say, hey, I've got an idea. Maybe we should have protests because protests actually increase social distancing. And we found, according to this study here, nobody really got coronavirus from being at the protests. So can we get another protest um, that we can bring into the city? And again, I'm not, look, don't misunderstand. I, I am not. For those who genuinely are protesting Black Lives, you know the the, the Black Lives Matter. I don't want to say the movement because the movement is run by Marxists. But that that statement, they're they're you know they're making a statement. They're bothered by uh, positions, uh, or they're, they're bothered by Black Americans, and they think there's a systemic problem. Who are you know Black Americans who are harmed by police? Okay, I'm not criticizing that. I I know good people that. Um that have been involved in these sorts of things, and they 're not they 're not adhering to or connecting with the larger point of black lives matter i 'm not talking about any of that i 'm simply saying i 'm simply saying that um, since protesting has apparently helped social distancing maybe that 's what states should implement, but they 're not going to allow protests that they don 't think furthers their narrative, and they have uh, well, I don't. Know. They've they've co opted, or they've they've worked with the, the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement to make that mean much more than what the simple sentence says. Which, of course, is true. Black lives do matter, but that means so much more when it's run by an organization. Or it's the organization is run by people who are self proclaimed trained Marxists. So maybe maybe that's what we should do. In our cities, is simply call in some protesters, and that'll apparently drive the the curve back down, flatten the curve. The study used newly collected data from 315 of the US's largest cities and documents that protests took place in 281 of those cities. The authors pre released the paper last week, and it has not yet been peer reviewed. That's kind of important. But again, I'm sure that they'll find, um, even if it's not correct if it further's the narrative um i'm sure they'll find some liberal scientists to to sign off on that so anyway um there you go this this is um you know we're in, we're in unventured uncharted waters here so i'm going to take a break when i get back i'm going to talk a little bit about churches in in california churches have now sued gavin or newsom three of them because Gavin or Newsom, of course, has banned singing in places of worship because of coronavirus. I mean, it's it's incredible. You can go out in the streets of Los Angeles, have you know stand shoulder to shoulder, and you can chant, and that's fine. No problem with that. In fact, they'll find some study that says that's actually helped helps with social distancing. You go to your church. Or maybe social distancing is already being implemented. People are far apart. You have people in there, even if they're wearing masks, singing, "Oh, no, 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 We can't have that. We can't have that," Governor Newsom says in the People's Republic of California. And so churches have, have come together to sue Governor Newsom over this, because this is a clear infring- this is a clear infringement upon the rights of people to worship. Again, if you're afraid of this, if you think that that's a way to you know to catch coronavirus, then don't go. You know, don't go. That's the thing that gets me about all of this, is that they're telling us things that's supposed to keep us safe. And if everyone would just do it, we would all be safe. But if you continue doing them, the, these policies, these practices that they're telling you, and if they really work, then... What's the concern? You know, like what is the if, if you're going to be safe again? Well, Todd, that continues to keep the virus alive uh, and, 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 you know, threatening people for a longer period of time. Actually, there's uh, it's going to be around longer. The you know, I remember when the, the flattened the curve, the flattened curve, I remember from the first time I saw it, I looked at my wife and I said, so they're telling us the same number of people are going to get it. It's just whether or not they're all going to get it at the same time and overwhelm the hospitals or they're going to get it over a longer period of time. So, again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't try to flatten the curve. I'm just saying that we did that. I, I just read last night here in my state of Indiana that 3% of um, – I think it was 3% of ventilators are being used to treat COVID patients, 3%, which is fantastic. Of course, you want that to be zero, Of course. Um, but 3%, 3%, we were told to flatten the curve because we didn't want to overwhelm our systems. And you're looking at, you know, hospitalizations are not what they told us. And of course they can be, I'm not saying that they can't be, I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned. I'm simply saying that they've changed the rules as a constant moving of the target. And we simply are supposed to follow them blindly without having any input whatsoever. And you can't question this. And there's no answers even if you do question it. I guess that's my problem here. We'll talk a little bit about this church thing in California when we get back. Got to take a quick time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. You know, talking here with Oz during the break, we, look, I am a guy, I am a freedom, liberty guy. That's, you know, one of the foundational principles of, of conservatism. I mean, I would say the foundational premise of conservatism, we're made to be free. We're made in the image of God and we can, you know, we're supposed to live our lives as, you know, our conscience dictates. Yes, there's a role for government, but governments can be – typically throughout history, governments have been abused and people use their power that they have accumulated in government to, uh, to do bad things. This is not – this is undeniable. And so the, you know, the, the founders said you need a government to do basic things, but it can't do too much because it leads to corruption. You've got to keep it limited. The people have to be really kind of vigilant against a growing government. But the government has an interest in protecting the public health. And I'm open to rational discussions. This is not an anti-mask thing. If you wear a mask, I have no problem with this. I'm I'm just questioning why they think that they know any of this. And the the inconsistencies in their decisions that always seem to favor one political group over another or one religious group or one religious group and one non-religious group. Maybe they prefer the non-religious group in California. Again, talking here about Governor Newsom, um, you know, banning singing in places of worship or chanting, right? So, but yet you can go out when he was asked about the protesters, um, he says, we have a constitution, we have a right to free speech and uh, we're all dealing with the moment in our nation's history that is profound and pronounced. Do what you think is best, that's what Governor Newsom said. But you can't do what you think are, is best if you want to go to church and you want to sing praises, worship to your creator. Nah, you can't do that. You talk about there's a constitution, Governor, uh, governor Newsom. Gavener, The Gavinator. The governor. Maybe is the Gavinator. Gavinator. We have a constitution, right? We have the freedom to worship. We have the freedom to, uh, freedom of religion. And our religion says that we gather together and sing, among other things, but we can sing praises to our God. Why can't we do that? Why suddenly do we do you not care that we have a constitution? Why suddenly do you not want us to think to, to do what we think is best? And so that's all going on. And I'm also asking the question, why is mask wearing for four to six to eight weeks, as the CDC director says, going to end this? Because how long were we shut down? Weren't we shut down for two months? So, not even, so masks imply that we're going to be able to at least move about society and we're going to be out there, which is good. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not making the case for a shutdown. Not making the case for the shutdown at all. But I'm saying if two months of basically – Digging a hole and burying yourself in it didn't spread, keep this from spreading. What the world is two months of wearing a mask going to do? I'm just, and maybe, maybe there's an answer, but I feel like we're not allowed to ask the question. We're just supposed to comply. And I tell you, and I got to be careful here because I don't want this to be misunderstood. Coronavirus is a real thing. People can get it. You know, people can get it and not even know they have it. CDC says that they estimate 40% are asymptomatic. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if it was half of the people. We don't even know because the only thing we know are the, the, the number of people that have been tested positive. But then there's all those questions regarding the tests as well. How many times is a person uh, counted as testing positive? Um, all this sort of stuff. There's tons of questions. I don't want to get into all of them, but they're fair questions doesn't mean that coronavirus isn't a thing it just means there's fair questions and it, you know you begin to ask yourself this question are they looking for ways um you know are, are are they noticing what they what they can get the american public to agree with without any rationale again not suggesting coronavirus is made up or anything like that i'm just simply saying I know how these lovers of big government think. There, there's someone somewhere that's, that's looking at this and seeing what they can get people to comply with, even if it's contradictory to what they were told a couple of months ago, even if it's uh, something that there's no rationale for. And it just, it just makes you wonder. It just makes you wonder. And th- these are things that we should be aware of. Just be aware of. Just make sure that it's good common sense. Explain to me. If the mask is great, explain that to me in a way that makes sense. And why, why did we just learn this two months ago? or with, I'm sorry, within the past two months. Why were masks a joke two months ago and we didn't have a clue how to put them on? And we were, you know, putting masks over our ear and, you know, uh, our elbow not even knowing where it goes, and now suddenly they're the only thing that prevents this thing from spreading. And why does a mask work when isolating ourselves in our homes effectively for two months didn't work? I just These, these are legitimate questions to me. Why can you go in and protest or riot in, uh, in a city? Why can you do that? And that's okay, but yet you can't go to church with 25% capacity and sing songs of worship to your creator. Why? I just need answers to this. I'm willing to listen. I'm a reasonable guy. Explain this to me. Instead, instead they'll say stuff like, oh, you just, you know, why can't you just do this? Well, I'm just asking why we need to do it. That's it. Just tell me why. That's all I want to understand. Oh, you just want grandma to die? Uh, no, that really has nothing at all to do with it. I'm just, I'm just asking because... Two months ago, you were mocking masks. Now it's the the only way America is going to survive. And maybe maybe it is. I'll grant you that. But just explain this to me. Explain to me why a microscopic virus, which is much smaller than, than the fabric of the mask, of course, it's not fitted correctly. Explain to me why the virus itself cannot be transmitted through this and why why, if I, I have to wear it to protect someone else, but the, they, they, they can't wear it to protect themselves. Why does that work? I mean, if the mask stops the virus near my face, why can't it stop it near your face? I just don't understand these things. And maybe there's answers, but explain them. Don't assume that I'm out here just not wanting to comply. I understand, again, there's an interest in the, from the government's perspective to maintain the public health. Okay, cool with that explain these things to me they don't want to do it because i'm telling you they don't stink and know. they don't know and they don't want to say that because that's not what government is government has all the answers you're supposed to sit down shut up and comply that's it that's what liberals want heck that's what any politician wants virtually i don't want to throw them all in there but they know best and you're just supposed to sit down shut up and, and enjoy the ride i guess really long in the segment gotta take a time out listening here to conservative not better talk i am your host todd huff back in just a minute welcome back you know i said from the beginning of this i said that look you can, you can be someone that believes in, of course, the, the core principles of liberty, and you can say, you know, if if the government can clearly identify the issue, um, they can ask us, ask us to do something for a defined period of time. I don't like this, but if they can make the case as to why it's in the best interest of, of public health, I'm willing to listen to that. I know some folks think that you know, anything the government says. Of course, it all needs to be viewed skeptically, but you can be pro-Constitution, pro-freedom of choice, pro-liberty and realize there are certain things that governments uh, can do. But this is just, I mean, at what point, I guess, at at what point are we willing to just accept that they don't know what they're talking about? So, I mean, to me, the initial question I asked still stands. Do we... Are you willing to wear a mask for up to two months like the CDC said and see if this nips it in the bud as we're told that it will? Or are you saying, look, I've played this game. They don't know what they're talking about. The science isn't behind what they're really saying. They want it to be, uh, but it's not. They want people to feel like they're taking action to protect them, but this is not really doing anything. I mean, I don't, I don't, where do you, where do you fall on this? Because, um, I, it's not unreasonable for someone to choose to, to wear a mask. Of course not. If they want to choose to do so, but then you got cities that require it as Indianapolis does right now. You're required to wear a mask, although you're not required to wear one. If, I mean, there's lots of exceptions if you're, if you're homeless You don't have to wear one. If you have a medical condition, you don't have to wear one, which is another interesting thing. If you, they can't ask you what your medical condition is. So really anyone could not wear a mask. And if they're approached, they could say, I have a medical condition. And you don't have to prove that because that's, you know, confidential. You don't have to disclose your medical condition, which I'm not telling you to do. I'm just saying there's so many, uh, there's so many workarounds and this is not, there's just problems with this. But would you would you do it for four, six, eight weeks if um, and and see if they're right? And then are you going to tr- you know trust them again next time? When does this end? I don't know. Lots of questions here being asked, but I got to come back, uh, take a break here, come back and wrap up hour number one. But hour number two will be on YouTube here, uh, just after the top of the hour. But got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Back. just have to wrap up here we'll continue this and get into some other issues Hour number two on youtube but you know there's there's an emotional component to this and i think i think obviously the government knows this i mean this is a an invisible threat no one on the one hand we don't know where it is but on the other hand we know it's virtually in every community we just don't know where specifically we don't really know how we catch this thing um although we're told that Apparently, you don't catch them at protests, um, but you catch them singing at church. I mean, there's just so many conflicting things, and there's the emotional component, too, which is not, uh, not to be ignored here. So anyway, got to wrap up here, hour number one. Join us on YouTube for hour two, SDG. See you in a few.